The hostage release has taken place. I understand the emotion, and I understand the empathy for it, and I pray to God that I never would have to make that decision, uh, nor would I wish that decision on anyone. But I do think if my uh, uh, role was a sworn obligation to protect my people, I'm not sure I would have done that deal or even let Biden uh, uh, bludgeon me into it. But Bibi didn't want to do this deal. Bibi's too practical. He's too much of a soldier. He uh, he is too much of a leader who has the lives of his people in their hands and has wisdom about it. The only thing I'll say for Bibi is the, the, uh, doing it way, they may have uh, uh, really done away with that option by having so often encouraged uh, hostage-taking. When when you give up a 1,000 Palestinian killers, or many of them killers, including the person who ran this operation, for one Israeli, you're inviting hostage-taking. When you say, we don't negotiate with hostages, you discourage it. Now, America has a we don't negotiate with when you're holding hostages rule. Is there, uh, at times, a uh, unacknowledged violation of that rule? Uh, yes. And should there be flexibility in it so that without too much discussion or precedent setting or whatever, you can occasionally violate it uh, and really not admit it? Yes. But should the general rule be the bad guys don't get the impression I take five of your people uh, and I get back a hundred of mine? Or even worse than that, I want you to put yourself in the position of the chief executive of uh, Israel. It's your job, obviously, to save Israel, which means wiping out Hamas because Hamas wants to eliminate Israel. Same thing could be said of Iran, by the way, but we'll get to that later. So it's your sworn responsibility to preserve the state of Israel. And it is also your sworn responsibility to save as many Israeli lives as you can. So first, a quick emotional analysis by our uh, uh, very short-sighted, not just government officials, but analysts is, isn't it wonderful all these people were restored to their families? The answer is, yes, it is wonderful. And uh, if I were one of the families, I would be arguing the same thing. Or if I were responsible only for the families, I would be arguing the same thing. But if I am in a different role, and my role is I'm responsible for the whole country, a great leader has to be able to put the overall good ahead of the emotional, romantic, what feels good, good. Let's put it this way. Let's take the one Israeli for a thousand Palestinians. How many lives has Israel lost as a result of saving one life? How many people did those Palestinian soldiers that were released, how many people did they kill? 
if one of the chief uh, uh, Hamas leaders who led this uh, uh, savage attack on Israel, uh, if he had been in prison, uh, would they have been able to do it? Or would it have been as effective? And then for every one of those people released, uh, there were extra soldiers shooting and, and able to kill people. Let's put it another way. The, the numbers are supposed to be, Ted help me with this because the numbers keep changing and they added some extra people. But I think ultimately, isn't it supposed to be, is this 50 for 150? Yes, 50 in exchange for 150. Okay. So you're going to get 50 people back and you will have saved 50 lives. These are all civilians, by and large. In fact, this first group are all women and children. So they're not going to be able to kill anybody for you. They're not supposed to, but they're not. They're going to get back, by and large, 150 murderers. They're going to get back expert soldiers because that's who the Israelis uh, took. They took soldiers, not civilians. So they're going to get back 150 more guns, 150 more people who can do explosives. Uh, many of those 150, unless they're incapable, are going to be put right back in the battle. And within a very short period of time, a day or two after being out of the uh, 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 Israeli prison, they're going to be firing guns on the Israelis and sending bombs over to Israel and doing booby traps. And So what do you figure those 150 will rack up in Israeli lives? Equal to 50? So have you done like a an exchange of 50 lives for 50 lives? Except, you know, you could say assure 50 lives, the people who came over, as opposed to what these people can do. That one, that one I could, that one as a leader, I could justify. Even the 150 for 50, I could justify. The thousand for one was very bad and very dangerous and created a, a, a disaster in terms of uh, hostage extortion. Here's where this all falls apart. This all falls apart, not so much with the hostage exchange, I think you could have sustained that if you didn't do a ceasefire. The ceasefire has, is now giving them four days off plus, and this is why they included ten thighs and one Filipino. For every extra ten that you give up, Israel either will give you or will consider one extra day of ceasefire. So presumably they gave up these people relatively, please don't misunderstand this, as a life, uh, as important as any other life, as a competent, useless. The, the I don't think the ten thighs and the one Filipino are going to go grab guns and start killing Hamas nor do I think the women and children that were released are going to do that. So think of how they beat you on that. They got 50 effective murderers, and we got, uh, at best right now, right now we're up to about 24 people whose lives are as important as any life, children of God, but they're not going to be able to kill anybody. 
So Israel is going to lose lives in this exchange. And if it continues to do it, and this doesn't, they don't put a stop to this, and they don't put, uh, like a big wad of paper in Biden's mouth, uh, they're going to lose a lot of Israelis that didn't have to die. They already have by delaying, by going through those weeks of delay, because Biden was pressuring Bibi. Many more Israelis died, both in Israel with the bombings every night, and uh, the soldiers that they were much uh, much better prepared to deal with because of the delay. And that's the problem with this. Think of fighting a war, and as soon as you have great success, and you got them on the run, and you split the country in half, and you've got their major cities surrounded, and you've set up an exit point for the alleged innocent people. Now you stop for five days. It's like a, you know, commercial timeout in football. What the heck is that all about? Well, who does that help? It helps whoever is losing. It gives them more time. First of all, it gives them time to escape. They're trying like hell to go south. The Israeli army is trying like hell to identify who's going south. Because you could have your Hamas people go hide in southern Gaza, maybe even find a way over the border, Rafa, the border they use for, uh, for bringing across the, um, the, as I understand it, 13 Israeli women and children, 10 Thigh citizens, and one Philippine citizen. So that's a total of 24 when they had promised only 13. But please remember the provision that gets them an extra day for 10 more. Now the Israelis owe them, uh, they owe them for that 50. When the full amount is delivered, they owe them 150. So the Israelis, I don't know if the Israelis have delivered their number yet, but it, it is said that they have identified and either are releasing or have released 39 Palestinian, and I think they're soldiers. So Palestine gets 39 extra hardened, trained killers. Presumably the group that came into Israel to kill the little babies. So they're going to get some pretty damn maniacal killers back who surely are going to take Israeli lives. So this is not for nothing, and it has to be evaluated from the point of view of the end result is to eliminate Hamas. You save a few lives here now and don't eliminate Hamas, uh, you're going to lose thousands more Israelis.